Hey, welcome to the Red Earth Podcast. I'm your host Manoj and on this show, we explore the stories of individuals who have taken the road less traveled. Our guests come from diverse backgrounds including coaches to top athletes, influencers helping others find the truth, CEOs of tech firms, students working on bold projects, people working with NGOs, to doctors really educating people in a completely new way. We have had all kinds of people as guests on our show. But what they all have in common is a drive to make a difference and the courage to walk the unconventional path. Join me as we bring you stories of the rare and the remarkable on the Rare Earth podcast. And now, let's get the show started. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Rare Earth podcast. And in this episode, I had the absolute delight to interview the founder and the co-founder of a awesome brand called as Local Ferment Co and that is Akash and Nupur so what is Local Ferment Co or LFC LFC is a forward thinking beverage brand that creates non alcoholic drinks <laughs> yes non alcoholic drinks at least at this point so in this conversation we discuss their startup journey their passion for aesthetics and design and their team's fun work culture in fact i got a chance to go to their brewery check out their processes meet some cool people who are really behind the brand and i had such a great tour of the facility and in this conversation we touch upon their micro brewery setup their approach to attracting customers and their experience of building their brand making tough decisions how to hire the right kind of team and much much more I had such a great time conversing with them. They are the type of people you can actually hang out with, learn a ton about food and drinks and much more. You know, by the time you leave you'll be like, "Wow, mind blown." So keep an eye out for them at your local hangouts because they are always doing something cool. So please enjoy this wonderful conversation with Akash and Nupur. Akash and Nupur, welcome to the show guys. How are you guys doing today? Hey Manoj doing good doing good hello world whoever is listening to us Hi Manoj this is so fabulous doing this event with you Wow yeah you guys sound like professionals already I'm like feeling intimidated here Oh shit <laughs> Who is saying what All right so just to give a little context to our listeners I am right now in Nupur's house with a very fancy setup they have two beverages in their hands and I don't know what that is maybe you guys can share what you're drinking That's an amazing rum cocktail with segredo all day and Oh that's Forest our current favorite <laughs> Yeah so I think we're going to get the best because this is going to be unedited version they're going to just open their hearts out because they're having an influence of some kind of a beverage Oh shit no <laughs> sorry Maybe we'll, we'll but I think I think uh, we'll just be as uh, natural and organic as possible. All right. So this is an episode that I've been waiting to record for a while. I think I've been chasing you guys since last year, and <laughs> hide space. <laughs> and the fact that you guys couldn't come to the show is a good news because your brand was it had some kind of a momentum. There was a lot of activity happening with uh, local ferment co or company, and we will address it as LFC going forward. So uh, congratulations with the launch and with the momentum that you guys have. Yeah, and since then, I mean, it was just the two of us, and now we are a dozen. <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. So uh, before we came in here I think I got a glimpse of uh, your setup and you know what you guys do at your uh, plant I may say. We call it the brewery. I mean legally yeah. we are not allowed to call it that. Right. Because we are making non-alcoholic beverages but it just sounds cool. Yeah so LFC is it a microbrewery is it a kitchen is it a startup what is it how would you define it? So we are a very cool forward thinking beverage brand young at heart but very cool vision. and uh, yeah we just like to have fun every day and get some work done 
but yeah we have a bunch of fabulous people and we make cool beverages we are startup we'll always be a startup we're both startup people and we love startups so that is what we are yeah i think uh, i got introduced to uh, or i got exposed to your company uh, through a newsletter called ken shout out to rohan dharma kumar <laughs> and pgk cool. and pgk yeah <laughs> yeah so so i was subscribed to the newsletter and um, love their newsletters also yeah. by the way we are it's, subscribers yeah it's pretty good stuff very like it's high signal low noise would you would say that way right i think very good. oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> nicely <laughs> articulated yeah so in that there was a mention of lfc i clicked on the link check your website dope website i must say it it clearly reflects a passion towards aesthetics and design thank you and, and i really you. feel it reflects a very cool vibe you look at any link any page in that website it really indicates a, a coolness quotient is there for sure i must yeah. say so so who's brainchild is the design and the coolness quotient in the website like how did is it a amalgamation of both of you or how does it work that's a very good question what i would like to answer here is if only you had seen the website a year ago or maybe one and a half years ago the reciprocation that we are hearing today from you yeah. would have been entirely different it was a very fine brand it was so zen all the photos were extremely zen it was all mood boarded as per the products that we were trying to sell but when we were expanding our uh, beverage uh, portfolio mm-hmm. we also came up with some fun products i would just say the funnest product that we have right now is shrub soda okay we started this out of blue but that shrub soda vibe wasn't really going with the vibe of the website or how the brand had started and when we were trying to mood board all the photo shoots for shrub soda it, they were all going on the fun side <laughs> right let's say the cherry cola vibe it's very rock and roll very sensual very bold and if i have to talk about let's say burnt lemon pepper berry again it's it's also again very fun so we were we wanted to be aligned with the product and like i think around december 2020 we thought of making this brand as a combination of fun and fine and i would also like to add that personality wise akash and i are very different yeah. akash is a very zen person and i always like the fun part and that's where the things collided and we were like hey why can't we be both mm-hmm. when i say that i'm coming up with a fine brand but at the same time i can add some fun and it doesn't have to look very borky or like too loud mm. it can be a good co- combination of both and that's how, that's why today when you look at our website it's going to be a combination of fine where you would find beverages like kombucha and jun but also at the same time you'll find fun shoots happening for shrub soda and ginger ale if yeah, so that puts it correctly so definitely it reflects whatever you just mentioned every element has been thought through when you look at the images when you look at the writing there is some thought given to the design as well as the aesthetics yeah. the typography the initial yeah. foundation all that came about from the initial concept and it still is what is carry forwarded so we love typography in the highest of regard and the information has to be very clearly conveyed so we keep data very succinct and that is what it is and the picture speaks for itself the vibe of the people behind it speak for itself everybody in the photos are our people yeah we shoot the photos ourselves <laughs> yeah, we edit it yeah. ourselves and it's just what lfc is as if it was personified is what on our website on the first glance 
it was made about some 3 years ago but it is carry forwarded even now i mean in terms of design so it has stood the test of time yeah when we speak about micro brewery or the word brewery yeah what does it mean is it a place where alcohol is made or is it a place where things are fermented and what does it mean for a layman who's that's a very good question we love to call it a brewery because we love alcohol too so right and yeah generally people ask when you call yourself a brewery are we making alcohol mm. but no we're not we are 100% zero proof company and non alcoholic company but yes our tea is brewed before we ferment it to make a kombucha or our unique product which is jun which is a honey kombucha so yeah the fundamental concepts of a brewery are there which is brewing and post that fermenting same is what happens with even your beer so yeah we are a brewery a micro brewery of sorts because we are super tiny and uh, yeah we are not alcoholic brewery so what is fermentation what do you mean by so are we we hold a certain kind of a beverage for a long period of time that process uh, wherein some bacteria some reaction is happening what is fermentation uh, just for general public fermentation is controlled degradation <laughs> that's oh, very scientific good one <laughs> but okay. it also in another way you can say that fermentation is nothing but just breaking down of sugar mm. salt and uh, i think you are just elongating the lifetime of a product and you are avoiding it to get rancid basically mm. and just that's all fermentation is about if uh, in our homes if we were to ferment something what would be a good example of that what would you is it Uh, like wine people make wine in the house or is it anything any curd curd dahi same thing but even to an extent idli pickle there is a liquid drink made kanji is also okay. there so all of these practices have been there okay okay it's just that we are anglicizing it now <laughs> okay so both of you have interesting backgrounds when i did the research okay. you akash obviously have background in the hotel industry and you worked with some of the top brand names so you got a glimpse of how that industry works right oh. and uh, whereas you nupur you have actually in the technology space you worked you got a little bit of a tech and operations background if i'm right like both of us are from tech background by the way oh okay yeah yeah, okay. yeah. so he has been i think with startup industry since forever i think i'll leave your story <laughs> to you only <laughs> so why didn't you guys go into the brewery space with alcohol why did you choose non alcoholic approach mehenga hai bahut we'll do it one day but what do you call yeah getting that license is very expensive okay that's cool that's true hey, cool. but i will just like to plug in the fact that we do make i'm not going to say <laughs> hey if you come to the brewery and talk to us we'll tell you that yeah we'll keep it here only okay i'm going to shush now <laughs> okay okay so yeah so yeah we love tech tech is the foundation of everything we do at LFC and yeah that is currently my jd also every day at the office but what yeah tech is at the forefront we what you call post which yeah tech design fnb that hmm. that's pretty much it yeah okay so you both are business partners right yeah. you are the founder and she's a co-founder i'd like to know the story of you guys collaborating and meeting how did this happen what's what's the back story so i think akash had already made his switch to fnb from tech and i was still contemplating how do i make a switch because tech is a very comfortable space to be in it pays you well so leaving all of that aside and just making a switch to fnb was a very difficult decision so i tried figuring out by working part time i had done it at third wave i used to go on thursdays and fridays for 2 hours 
and then on saturday sunday i would go for 4 hours just to see how the fnb industry is yeah but before that so what was your background where were you working prior to that that time i was working with oracle okay so uh, oracle i would just work and then after 6 o'clock i would go to third wave this was at the core mangla store and uh, but for me i was not able to understand like how the operations are going because by the time i would reach everything was already done i was just taking orders and making bunch of mistakes i don't know i used remembers or anirudh remembers but they were really i can't say anything but yeah so i was making a lot of mistakes and but i was not able to understand how this is going or working because i wasn't able to do half enough then i was trying to see by going to a lot of flea markets hmm. as to how is the fnb scene what are the new brands coming up i went to this place called bohemian house and that's where akash had put up his doll it was the brand was called market by chef social okay so it was another avenue under chef social only where he was curating products from multiple brands and he was trying to sell them i found his concept very good interesting so that's when we connected and after that we met once to i was just again asking multiple people like i was reaching out to people on linkedin him anybody but trying to see how to how can one switch what were you specifically looking for while you were ex- exploring this no going there with blank slate okay in seeing what is there and then maybe figuring it out because you have to prepare your mind like this was basically me trying to figure out hmm. what i need to do <laughs> okay so what were you doing in the stall and wh- how was your connection I mean, did you instantly connect with nupur or with her idea or did you evaluate what happened when you met her for the first time so i was selling bread cheese and sourdough bread <laughs> like randomly because sorry not randomly that was my business that was 25 30% of my business at the time so before you went solo doing this where were you working what were you doing ha huh, before this i was a part of so before any of this i was a tech dude okay so love programming love love tech i just mentioned before so I was running this company for called Digifutura Technologies, okay. and which we eventually got acquired with by Emsys Technologies, whatever. But that was nice. I was like, okay, fine, doing really well in tech, happy. Took it to exit, whatever. I was like, okay, he went to it, and it'll always be first love, and I'll continue doing that wherever I do whatever. But during that time, I got an itch for cooking and like just feeding people or just food as a passion came about. and that was the time of chef social which was the first fnb venture and it was about curating at home fine dining dinners just at the comfort of your home by getting some of the most finest chefs in the country to your house and during that time i just to do a pro bono vertical i was curating a few artisanal folks who do really amazing unsung heroes mm. makes amazing bread cheese from oroville or some place like that and just giving them a platform to like sell their stuff mm-hmm. and it was like totally i was not taking any commissions on any of this it was just a platform to support artisanal folks so i was selling that at the stall and then we met i think we exchanged numbers then a couple of days later she dm'd and i slid into his dms <laughs> <laughs> that is what happened and uh, yeah we've been chatting it was really good connect and that and we were like i was just posting random bread stuff she was commenting she was posting some really cool stuff back in udaipur and i was like nice and i was like yeah so that is what was happening at the time then one thing led to another i'd gone to jaipur to set up this cafe called white sage and where i was in charge of the beverage program at the time is when i was doing i started making this kombucha and jun and all of this kind of stuff in the cafe in my house it was nice and it was going really well and i always want to feel okay fine should sell this 
why not so it's good because people are liking it at the cafe why not so sell it at house also start making it at my house and uh, nupur was always in touch and she was like oh this is cool then she came to jaipur to check out the stuff and uh, we were like okay let's do something cool together and it was supposed to be we were supposed to run a cafe in jaipur in my backyard i guess that was what it was right yeah. <laughs> yeah so we wanted to do that and then i was like okay then one thing led to another during the covid time i'm like let's go back to bangalore came back to bangalore and i was like hey listen i'm we're doing this in bangalore now so then yeah she was like okay let's do this in bangalore so she came to bangalore that time was just raising the very very first round of investment from a bunch of foodie friends all right so before you went on to raise funds so you guys had what was the catalyst for lfc so was there an idea or a discussion which occurred between both of you for lfc no lfc to was your ha so i was no i was doing it i was doing no, so be, even before uh, you know nopur joined in huh. you had uh, launched lfc yeah yeah okay. it's called local fermentry before that it's called the jaipur fermentry ah uh, okay okay that's what i was trying to it's called the jaipur fermentry okay and i sent some stuff to bangalore Shout out to Sarah from Corporate Clothes. Shout out to Bikash from Green Theory. Nice folks who were selling my stuff all the way from Jaipur. I was shipping it to Bangalore. They were selling it over here. Quite nice. And I was like, okay, Bangalore is a better market. Let's come here. When I came here, it was like, okay, it should be a more local brand and a more like a more not just something which says Jaipur. Made it a more more generic thing and called it the Local Ferment Co. And rest is history. Cool. Okay. I think uh, we are missing out on also one more thing where when we had met I was working with Oracle then I moved to Swiggy and uh, eventually like after all these years thinking about it for a good 3 4 years I took the leap of faith and um, decided to do a course in culinary because I am not that person who can just learn things on their own so I thought maybe this will put me more in a, a disciplined fashion and I learn more that ways and during that course is when I was looking for work afterwards because it was just a one year long course that's when i went to jaipur okay so that's the connection and then i because again bangalore was his city also and i have also lived in bangalore so we thought maybe bangalore will have more acceptance to whatever lofeco is about lfc right. is about <laughs> <laughs> this is the first plug we are using that publicly shout out to ankit <laughs> but yeah we've been very hard driven since then even when the funding hadn't come we were trying to make it work from my place and we were serving small customers here and there because it was still like a very small brand right. in a day as she just mentioned like a few hours back ki we were just making about 5 6 bottles and you tell that <laughs> putting it from the coffee wala thing <laughs> oh no so we were just and it was actually i had not joined as a partner okay i had joined here as an employee now everything that was supposed to go out the next day or let's say we have to make a new batch of kombucha jun ginger ale all of it that was made i think 3 4 days ago and whoever was ordering with us they would receive our order 3 4 days after mm. because we were making such small batches like 4 liters 5 liters that's all right and whoever orders gets it after 3 4 days once the fermentation has happened because again that much time it takes at least yeah so there was this lag of that many days right yeah yeah now we ship it next day because stock is already ready and in this case again ginger ale we were just making 4 5 liters of ginger ale that's all and we got a new order 
and these people were going out for a bike ride 70 guys wow <laughs> and this was from one of our initial investors and he is like i want ginger ale to be ready you make sure that it is coming to me in the morning or it comes in the night so that by the time we leave in the morning it is chilled we were like fine we can make it now the problem was like if i keep bottling the way we were bottling before okay we'll transfer from 1 liter bottle to 220 ml bottle that's going to take shit load of time and he had this gooseneck kettle and again i don't know how it comes but like figuring a better option to make things work basically just jugaad <laughs> so he had a gooseneck kettle i used that it was a 1 liter big kettle and i used that to <laughs> bottle the 70 ginger ale and it was 5x faster wow efficiency so, yeah 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 So that's a very creative approach to cater to that kind of a problem which not a problem but a good problem and then you figured out a solution that's interesting I, and it also reflects you were shitting our pants by the way that time like seven <laughs> bottles how will we ready to give context we make that in 15 minutes now yeah yeah 1 5 less than that oh yeah so just to give context that was like a day order you know that's a great story because that you can look back and see what are the things you did in a creative manner to really meet the customers need so yeah and then these bikers really got their oh, stuff yeah, on, on time oh yeah on time everybody loved it right. and i think it was summer no it was october and anyway oh. bangalore is pretty hot in october mm-hmm. loved it came out nice we had to label it also afterwards so you right. put not just the liquid then you have to put a stopper then you have to cap it very nicely then you have to put labels two sides so right. <laughs> great we also put the herb inside each bottle that was some other order <laughs> yeah <laughs> but still i have to put the herb in each bottle and then take it out for up we were infusing it in each bottle wow yeah. Oh, that's something so and then taking it out so that the fermentation happens without the thing in it which is so yeah and it's a clean bottle for the customer so when i just visited your facility right now i saw there is a beautiful cataloging of different stages of the businesses there are these photographs of initial days mm. and then there is this moment of when you got the space and mm. then how the team grew there's a good process in which you are journaling i feel like there's a live journaling of sorts so there there was one instagram post of yours where you're working with the machine where you're dealing with some technical issue right huh. you you've written that so can you speak a little about the pasteurizer machine pasteurizer ha huh. we called it vivek is he works with us he called it ice cube just like <laughs> to make it ironical yeah. so basically we had a problem about stabilizing our products okay what do you mean by stabilizing a product let's say our shrub sodas and ginger ale they are they are shelf stable they don't need refrigeration like okay, okay. our kombucha and jun does need refrigeration because live bacteria and all that so you it, it needs to be refrigerated to keep it normal stuff like ginger ale and shrub soda because it doesn't have any live bacteria in it you can pasteurize that's how every beverage you find in the market is you can keep it on a shelf without mm. refrigerating it's called pasteurization louis pasteur invented that right so <laughs> that's how you get milk in your house so we had to pasteurize our beverages and uh, yeah man because otherwise it'll explode on your face otherwise you can't also ship it to customers which are beyond your city and we were like okay fine we need to get a pasteurization machine of course and we were looking at everybody in the market Quotes ranging from minimum three lakhs. Oh no, actually it was sixteen lakhs. Shit. Okay, wow. it was sixteen. <laughs> yeah. Lakhs. Okay, sixteen lakhs and above. Yeah. So that was like the sequence of it. That was like the ballpark thing. At that time, we had less than half of that in our bank account. <laughs> Perhaps one fourth of that. Whatever. We were just a two people company, so right. we hardly had any funds. So yeah. So we had to. So we are like, okay, fine. None of these people we can afford. So in an auto, we were just going, and we are like, okay, what are we doing? So we just. It just occurred. कि चलो बनाते हैं वी कैन मेक इट्स अ वेरी सिंपल कॉन्सेप्ट वी जस्ट हैव टू उबालो आर बॉटल्स इन अ थिंग बैक देन वी वर एक्चुअली पुटिंग ईच सो हाउ पैशराइजेशन वर्क्स इज यू टेक अ 
you take any product be it your jam or your juice or whatever or your so anything any, without anything. fat yeah mm. anything without fat in and you just make it airtight mm. it has to be of course high temperature so you put it in a hot water boiling thing and it is going to stay forever in your life that's how grannies in italy store their tomato puree and your marinara, marinara. sauces and arabiatas oh. and all that that's how all these nonas in italy store their your into four bottles yeah. 200 into four basically yeah, that's yeah. the kind so of the order we had to fulfill yeah. Yeah. i'm like up. if these kind of orders are coming this is not going to shit and i don't want to be sleeping here we have slept there but yeah. okay fine <laughs> so we have so we referenced our washing sink because that is exactly what it was and in that you can keep up to 20 to 30 bottles mm. so we took that as a reference called up the guy who actually designed our this we actually sketched it up in an auto in a moving auto because right 5 minutes before is when we got our last quotation of some person sent her on whatsapp <laughs> ki ye ye this is the best you'll get 5 lakh rupees and i like fuck this shit this yeah they were just, telling us oh, sorry but they were ma'am this is the best that we can do and we generally don't make it for small companies we only make for like wow your <laughs> companies and like we are doing something special for you guys uh. but i'm doing it for you and i can do it at this price 5 lakhs best case <laughs> so we like chalo chodo usko ab banate sketch so took out the sketch pen uh, sketch book and made like a reference of the sink of our kitchen made two sinks and uh, let me not give out the ip here but what do you call <laughs> yeah just we just sketched the pasteurization process in the auto gave it to our dude the guy who made our whole kitchen he's like bana denge and we got it done we thought a lot about it where to put the temperature controller where to put this where to put the what is that thing thermostat mm-hmm. all of that kind of stuff and we're like okay pramod here is the here is the design of it he's like, okay sir we'll make it i'm like theek hai you make it for this price we'll give you three ka order he's like okay reduce another 10k we got it done at 40k wow man okay <laughs> and we just called it for a lack of better word the machine <laughs> yeah mean, so creative and so, that is what pasteurizes the stuff and our whole ethos of local ferment co is to actually make startups not go through the pain which we have gone through that is the higher vision of our company we love startups and we don't want other people to go through this. so these things which we are designing making we want to encapsulate it abstract it and give it as a complete system to folks so that is what we did by putting that instagram post out hey guys if you are a jam company if you are a sauce company if you are any company who needs to extend your shelf life we'll give it to you at cost yeah we don't care no so what is fascinating to me is it's not a domain expertise that you had but you guys were starting like with first principle approach like how do we really what is the basic funda of making this work and you started with the, with the sketchboard and starting with the fundamentals and built it from there and you arrived at a product which could be now a game changer in that industry itself right so that's really interesting to Yeah, See, man, we got to hustle when you're broke. Otherwise, too, we still have those. Even we are not broke, but what do you call now? Also, we still want to build new things. That's our ethos. Design every other day. Come up with new recipes, one or the other. Yeah, when we look at the F&B space in itself, it's a very uh, challenging space. I feel because you are you're dealing with things which are perishable. Number one. in your case you have figured out how to increase the shelf life of course but by the uh, way just to add a point we are not pasteurizing a kombucha and juice it's yes, just yes. the ginger ale and shrub soda so 
anybody who is <laughs> thank you that's a very important disclaimer thank you your probiotics are intact <laughs> yeah, yeah we were talking about in the context of that machine specifically so yeah, yeah. there was an interesting story around that so we yeah. use it for our jams too Okay. That's how your jams will last a lifetime without using preservatives. We made that machine so that we don't have to use any preservatives in our beverages and food. Cool. Uh, so coming back to the question of choosing the industry of business, like F&B is a very challenging line of business. I feel like a large percentage of businesses which start in F&B they just shut st- shops because either there is capital or, or the funding issues or the loyalty of the customer base is not like staying for long enough. things have happened in fnb spaces where people will open something interesting they survive maybe 6 months 8 months and they just uh, shut shops so it's a very challenging space did you guys have those doubts when you were starting this space or you felt this was a very clearly marked road that you can pursue or do you still have those doubts and you still go ahead with it i think one of the points that is coming to my mind right now when you are asking me this question is when somebody thinks of fnb the first thing that comes to anybody's mind is just a restaurant or a bar and that we have seen in among kids also who are doing a culinary course or anybody for that matter that's i would say that's just a cliche because when we have been experimenting so much around food or beverage science and i can't help but call ourselves also an fnb company and people there is one common thought that i've seen in people is like hey i just want to go to the kitchen and work there and just do that but fnb for from my thought process fnb is not just that as many times we do experiments with any food or beverage in a week i believe a restaurant or a bar would also be doing that's one part of your question second part yes you had initially asked akash whether we are a d2c company or we are a startup we are mm. a restaurant or we are a brewery I would say we are all of them. We are also a cloud kitchen, but we are also a brewery. We are also a D2C company. We are also a startup. We are not a restaurant as such right now. And yes, this is a fact that we all work with uh, really slim margins. But I think most of the people who are in this industry, they are here for for the love of it. The moment we go and give our beverages to somebody and they appreciate it. they love it oh my they're like oh my god i've never tried something like this before what is this majorly come for again shrub sodas and then we move on and then they on their own only talk to somebody else and when we hear that i think that's what keeps us going and uh, that's the fun part that's where our emotions also come into picture but at the same time like we are also both of us from the tech industry so we do want to make money also absolutely yeah, yeah. so i can't just be relying on the love and like this <laughs> to be very practical about it so yeah we do want to make this business as a profitable business in future want to figure out a way because for sure there are always ways to figure out beverages is a great industry to be in we are trying to bring a lot of innovation here with the products that we are coming up with the fun marketing things that we keep doing yeah as much as like it is operationally heavy or work heavy it is at the same time fun too uh, akash in in your case what has been the biggest aha moment in the business as you start you became an entrepreneur you're exploring this industry something which you had never imagined it came to light after being an insider being an entrepreneur right so did, was there any such moments where you like okay this was a learning which i was not prepared for something like that so i'll give both perspectives because of course i'm very business is personal personal is business type of guy so from the business perspective 
the acceptance of the customers thank you to all of them when they're really happy with just a random recipe which was made in a kitchen is being accepted so well and being compared to other brands and being saying people have a huge notion against kombucha and joan they hate it mm. either you love it or you hate it <laughs> people who hate it they hated it because the first time they tried it they didn't they're like that smells weird tastes weird all of that kind of stuff so acceptance from the customers i was like oh uh-huh, good people are liking it nice from the personal aspect all the self doubt all the this ones when you have it every mm. single day to actually even give a backdrop to your previous question yeah we have those doubts every single day and when it when you have a very strong gut feeling and that is if somebody i just as one take away from this is really please hone your gut believe in your gut thank your gut it's right so uh, it's interesting yeah. that you're speaking about gut you're dealing with probiotics and oh, <laughs> that's a good plug but still yeah so when you have a very strong gut feeling and it just um, against all odds hmm. just fucking works hmm. and you're like oh aha uh-huh. so it works so it worked so it gives you a boost for the next big problem So yeah those were the two aha moments okay okay i'm sure learnings are happening all the time oh, every <laughs> every single day can't emphasize this enough but i think the biggest learning for me here was again coming from personal and professional perspective both it was i was i'm a very independent kind of a person so i was never reaching out to people for help but in past two years half of our problems not half i think almost all of them have been resolved just because we had good people around it's not just the like two of us it's not just the team but it's also the customers sometimes it's the people that we interact with it's the great bunch of investors that we have gotten onboarded as because they were all customers before they loved our product they believed in us they invested in us not just like monetarily but otherwise also yes. So this was a great learning for me because I am like I'll do it on my own. I don't need anybody. I can do it on my own. So that's the kind of background that I am coming from. But I think people are really important. Yeah, I think it's fascinating to see that because a lot of the A type personality where we are very very self driven and we know that we are in control. We can really make something work. And yeah. you come into a space where you need people support. You need things which are not in your control. Yeah. And then you have to really what do you call? Uh, seek help we yeah. had to let go of our ego or maybe our control freak in us not just about like ego also but dependency on dependence it's yeah, more yeah. about dependency yeah, yeah, and yeah. you need to know whom to reach out to when to call whom and all of those kind of things right. maybe like you'll make 100 calls one person will come to your rescue so that was my learning interesting so did you guys have uh, a team in place from the very beginning of uh, lfc or uh, it evolved over a period of time how did it happen No man, we ran it for the first two years. First yeah. two years. The first one. How many? How long has it been? First one, one and a half years. So oh, actually, that, like okay. the, yeah. we have gone through very depressing times. We, so uh, did you guys launch pre-COVID or after you went live? No, pre-COVID. No. It was pre-COVID. Yeah, pre-COVID. So, yeah. but then we were in working from a facility in Wilson Garden. Mm. Then we moved to a different facility, and until then, it was just the two of us and one help we had. Raju, all hail Raju. <laughs> so he has been a savior all yeah. that time. But what happened was until last January, yeah. it was just the two of us. We are in a new space. The space is setting up, but we have literally nobody working for us, and we were like, and Raju had also gone on a vacation. Five thousand square feet space. <laughs> Imagine just two people. So uh, we were like, and it wasn't about whether we need people or not, but it was just like. 
why are it's just the two of us and maybe yeah. we should get more people yeah. we need people if you want to grow we need people and that's when we started looking we were already looking but it was nothing was and translating get, into something translating mm-hmm. into something and it just happened that tarani she was our actual first employee so she sent us an email i was reaching out to college kids in and i was asking them to post something about an opening in our company it all of it came after a lot of trial and tribulations where we like what is happening what is happening one month we do not have a space we were working from third wave coffee roasters and every single day going there we have nobody oh, we have no money to pay for coffee <laughs> oh yeah that was a very difficult time and like what the fuck are we even doing right. and then february was when tarani's first work anniversary was just yesterday wow okay so that was when we started thinking of building a team then she got another person then we have like now a team of four who are all from culinary background um they are ha- half of them are working as chefs half of them are working as brewers some people are also helping us with marketing and sales yeah. okay how is the dynamics now that you have a team in place is it easy to manage people has your leadership style changed or, or what are you noticing that you need to work towards to make a team work you know the setup is not just two of you you have people reporting into you there's some level of accountability or results that you need mm. so has your style changed now Yeah previously it was just us sitting across the same table for like almost a year ha yes this is the idea oh yes okay cool next yes okay that is done this is yes okay no that's a no okay let's think of another idea almost a year same table opposite and now we have so many people two tables <laughs> so one big room so communication is extremely key that's what we work upon we try to document anything we have freaking notion we have slack <laughs> previously it was all on whatsapp communication is key we make it work that's what is happening we decide our whole day at the start of the day it's just very critical we tell our dependencies blockers all of that and we start our day that's pretty much it so do you can do you continue to expand your team or you think you reached the optimal size at this point abigail theek hai Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, also like the other good point about having a team is the various kind of conversations yeah. or the topics that you can cover right. which we were missing out when it was just the two of us i think for one and a half years it was okay this guy talks about this this girl ta- talks about this but when all of these people started coming in somebody is like really into shows somebody is like really into movies so the topics expanded that brought in the fun Some factor also there, yeah. yeah so loved it the highest conversation in the company right now is about makeup really? because we are a 90% women company and literally okay, no. Please, come on it's this wow. makeup this grooming there's this and that and showing sure. reels of <laughs> which is good it's good and yeah i was like okay so akash not bad man like 90% women so you're the lucky one there right uh, vivek is also there but it's cool it's nice these are all very fun people we have fun conversations as she just said it's nice they're into like oh, there are fun- people who have said that why is akash all the time around like Yeah. hot girls good looking girls <laughs> self compliment <laughs> good but what do you call yeah i mean discovering things like yeah i'm just discovering things on me <laughs> about makeup oh, emma chamberlain makeup some all these because all these people are gen z people gen z people so yeah. they're like yeah this uh, aryaki jund and all that kind of stuff shout out to tarani <laughs> there's and, like yummers we are eating all these yeah, kind of yeah. terms that these people keep using so yeah, it's wow. very fun i'm like uh, people of our generation might be hating yeah. gen z but oh 
I'm in love. No, no I think they, they bring in energy at a completely different scale. Yeah, style. a different kind of energy, different kind of fun, different kind of vibe before. Now we have a different kind of fun vibe energy now also. Tomorrow it'll be something else. Times totally. are changing. So one of the questions in the process of building the brand, were there any decisions which were difficult to make? Every uh, single day. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like a hard one which mm. you were completely not prepared for. So were there oh. sometimes we had to let go of some people whom we thought we could count on or there were some associations we had to cut off. That is just an example. So were there any difficult decisions that you guys had to make? चलो इस the investors wanted something we wanted something and then we came to a good common ground we learned and mm. we it was good that is one was one very difficult decision then yeah going on there is still everyday challenges but i think i think the biggest and the most difficult decision that we had to ever take was we were the ones who came up with all the products right like whether mm. it is food this that anything and when we were discovering ourselves as local fermentco the This biggest decision one. that we had to take was oh, what yeah. should we continue with what are we as a brand yeah. what are we trying to sell is it like somebody else's product it is our product are we trying to build ip in house okay. when we are trying to brew all of this and this also has the backing of like there is an attachment when mm. you start a product mm. and you have to let it go so that was the biggest decision and when we thought that maybe we need to pivot instead of expanding horizontally product wise we need to focus on one single thing and that was beverages for us mm. and that's how we thought that maybe let's make a pivot here just expand and just make ourselves identified as a beverage focused brand and that time also and i think we will still be going under that process of where we'll have to let go of a lot of things that we are in love with which we build the foundation on yeah yeah so that is the biggest and the most difficult decision that we will as founders will have to take oh that's a very interesting point and you customers keep asking you know whenever we take off on sku yeah. we're like okay with it because it's uda diye but then 3 4 days later or one week later this one customer who has been ordering that for almost like 2 yeah. years we're like oh you took out that <laughs> butter I'm like shit that butter oh, yeah. has so many memories <laughs> oh we shit. had six types of butters yeah wow. now we have two <laughs> just two seaweed butter orchard just the herbs the herbs so many yeah. but yeah. now we are just like okay fine yeah this is a problem which it's like interesting problem because you're good at so many other categories of products that you want to let go and that's a difficult decision i completely understand yeah, that yeah it always yeah. works out for the better so it always works out for the better and everybody you say is no do one thing and do it right you idiots so yeah. he's saying it for the good <laughs> just do it you have your attachment it's fine we have those butters i still sometimes make it sometimes is there anything which is there a belief system that you held on for a very long time and then in the recent past have changed your mind about 
this one yeah we really wanted to do a lot of food things no, for example let's say yeah that's about a mm. decision making right so mm. i'm talking about a belief system for example it could be fitness it could be anything it could be relationships so for example who, who would believe that cardio is the best way to lose weight let's say somebody <laughs> who, who studied and believes in running and doing that mm. and then you come to realize that actually cardio is a very poor way to lose weight maybe this approach good. is maybe diet very good point so okay. i think we learned delegation okay interesting <laughs> oh that's for akash <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. okay interesting observation tell me so more so learned delegation and uh, because wanted to do everything by myself before and had a yeah control freak kind of issue <laughs> in all transparency <laughs> shit there's going to turn into a therapy session <laughs> <laughs> but it's cool. Good modulation, by the yeah. way. So that is fine. It's fine. We learn, and uh, thank you. Like I have to thank Nupur because she really pushed, like help delegate and do all that. And right, like, baki logo karne do types. So did that and uh, learned it. Still having a big <laughs> time. Learn letting things go. But yeah, I think I did a. <laughs> so yeah, so delegation, fitness. Everybody in the office is fucking so fit, <laughs> except me who orders biryani and momos every other day. So now. what do you call took a fitness plan because everybody's pushing for fitness and yeah those were like some beliefs and letting people be like how they want to be mm-hmm. that's very important yeah then if they have the responsibility they'll get their shit done they'll figure it out so those were that's what those would be the three biggest things i have okay no anything <laughs> that comes to you no poor so i think i think uh, for me it will be uh, honesty and transparency Okay, um, can you explain that? So, lot of things. Okay, when we are working as partners, or you're working with any of your employees, also, right? We honestly don't want to be a business which is any way shady, or there shouldn't be anything hidden between us. Because I think if you're honest and if you're running a good business, that's the best thing that you can do to yourself mm. and also to other people. That is something that. I like hugely believe in. So, did you believe previously that you shouldn't be honest and transparent? No, no, nothing like that. No, okay, okay. So that's just my nature. Okay, no. So, I was asking about a, a belief system which changed. you changed. So, when you said honesty and uh, transparency, I said, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, no, nothing so, like that. Are you introducing yeah, anything that now? Anything for me? Anything uh, for me? Yeah. Don't don't postulate so much. Just get it done. Oh yeah. The, so. The, the, Oh you mean to say not analyzing too much uh, Yeah like so I, if I have to really answer that question when I entered the industry I was like postulating a lot fuck I'm going to fail at this fuck I'm not going to make it through I can't do this I can't do that this that and then one after another I just kept doing it So now I have reached a stage where fuck it I don't care whether I'm going to do it or not I'm just going to do just it Just go with the flow and, and get it done yeah Yeah get it done so Get out as it उटिंग like i i heard you say when customers say yeah, no. they really enjoy what you produce but what is the end of the day when you just go to bed you look back you had a good day what makes it a good day what is most rewarding about your line of work the people who i work with a they're fabulous so they make the day good that is good and of course we are lucky at this stage right now that we are still able to interact with customers and see their first hand reactions I still remember a time when this lady said ki hey listen my what do you call son can now eat solid food and the first thing i gave was your <laughs> insulata butter 
and uh, this sourdough piece which i had sent out three years ago so those kind of really small things really matter so customer interaction people and the fact that okay fine we were better today than yesterday for our line of work again customer reviews and the feedbacks that we get but i also like i i really love the work environment again it has come from the entire team everybody comes with a different point of view they bring in their own perspective that i love and i think also what i like about this company i don't know whether i'm answering your question correctly or not the but the rawness of every person yeah. that's why i think people are able to relate with us so much because everybody is just coming out in their most organic form that you will see in photos that you will see in whatever we post mm-hmm. on instagram also we're not just trying to make it up but yeah yeah there's that element of authenticity that is visible i yeah, think yeah. yeah no that's cool i think a lot of us like we really don't pay so much attention to the 9 to 5 that we spend with our colleagues or the people that we work with which is a majority of our time yeah. we are saying that to our colleague tani the other day same thing yeah <laughs> yeah so the quality of friendships or the connections that we have or the people that we work with it has a massive influence in our quality of life overall totally totally yeah, yeah i totally agree so you're working that. with a let's say like a troublesome boss or a colleague who's like a pain yeah then it's going to be reflecting in your personal life when you get back home also it's a, it's an interesting point yeah okay and i think all i've also seen like everybody whoever has highlighted some problem each one of us have tried to change something about it and that has been really constructive mm, yeah okay so work in progress yeah yeah cool i think you, you, now that you guys have a head start to your business compared to somebody who's going to start today if you were to give some kind of pointers maybe one or two important wisdom points to somebody who's starting a similar business what would be something that would be like a guardrail that you would suggest them not to oversee or overlook get your finances and compliances in order <laughs> guys <laughs> don't ignore the gst don't ignore getting a good finance team at least legal and accounts team legal and accounts that's team what you need way. first yeah, yeah. specific to and india don't this specific to india because we have a global yeah. audience so I, the ex- if you are in the beverages the excise department will come and fuck with you the next day itself <laughs> any other thing yeah. everyday compliances filing your gsts keeping your pnl pnl in order all of that kind of stuff you need to have a very good grasp on your finances mm. please do and get your gst benefits register your company get your shops and establishment trade <laughs> license all of this shout out to prasad narsam <laughs> who like yeah. really pushed out he is the ceo of sherlock group so i'm one of our investors has been pushing us since like day 1 <laughs> and we got it done day 365 into 2 but we faced a lot of problems it's okay so you live and you learn get your trade license get all of that stuff not everything else will fall in place just get this shit done that get a fabulous team very cool very cool okay anything that comes to you i oh, know i think he has covered i would just say get a legal and accounts team guys like you focus on the company and let that be taken care of by somebody else oh really and what do you call apart from that please get your get a good e-commerce get your whole order management system get your website all of that basic stuff in order don't make it difficult for your customers to get your stuff if your stuff is good it should be very easily available to your customers and just customer support extremely important support they call you at 3 in the night please answer it <laughs> in your early stages early stages yeah. yeah i think yeah it's important to build a base of loyal customers people who can rave about your brand over a period of time and i think that goes a long way very important yeah okay shifting gears i, I wanted to ask because you both have different personalities and styles he's more zen like and you're more driven kind of a personality style what are the things that influences you when it comes to books when it comes to podcast or 
interesting thing so i, I want to know are there any key influences that any interesting books uh, which has impacted your thinking people who have been key in your way of or your life philosophies the question that you have asked is pretty wide huh? i mean you have covered uh, inspirations books this that but i think okay let's start with books if you want to speak about interesting books i think when you are asking the first book that comes to my mind is one of the comic books that sure. like i loved it's called saga and this is the most creative comic that i've come across it was actually launched in i think 2012 it was so forward for its time that today the topics that we are covering let's say racism gender neutrality anything under the sun right this was already covered in back in 2012 basically it's a space opera the genre is that of this comic and what i loved about is the creative freedom that the author took to build the characters and after that the illustrations or the artwork that this fiona lady did on it was amazing spectacular i have not seen anything like that it was so fictional it was so fictional that it was like almost realistic but i love the storyline i love the tangent at which this creativity came to be and that is one of the things that i like when somebody needs to get creative they need to reach this level is what i feel amazing i also have just like recently started learning illustrator also so maybe i'm going to keep that as my inspiration and then start building characters like those interesting again. okay it's called the saga the saga okay by yeah it's by wogum some name starts with b l think okay, okay. the we'll artwork is by yeah. fiona staples okay um, yeah a- any other book that comes to mind a lot of them but not real oh i can actually uh, sorry i'm just looking back at yeah, my yeah, sure. bookshelf right now so recently i think last year when we were i was doing a lot of research on cocktails it was death and co which i really loved it was again about a bar which had opened and how they wanted to bring a revolution in the cocktail industry it was again a lot about the team how they used to function before every night the the round started they would drink what was it what was the drink that they were drinking manhattan manhattan they would do take a shot of it and here is when the night is going to start right so every bartender used to drink that and the intricacies that were there like the photos that they used to take there was so much depth they even have a photo which we tried to replicate it was right outside the bar somebody smoking there is cringe in that so loved that book also that's right okay. like top of my head these cool. are the kind of books akash for you okay for me i think i would keep this book in the philosophy side of things zen and the art of motorcycle repair really good book i would not want to give a lot of details cuz you just got to goddamn read it okay please pick it up it's a really good book about this kid who goes on a bike journey with a couple and really cool it's about it just tells you one thing ki not everything can be solved with rationality and that is something i generally try to do <laughs> a lot of things can be solved with just sheer luck philosophy and science and the power of the universe that is what it is so please read that book believe in the universe believe in the gut and uh, you will get your rewards that's a really good book okay. i'm doing this book <coughs> called akash getting into his philosophical <laughs> mode <laughs> called the artist way recommended by a really cool person so <clears throat> it really is a good book for 
a recovering creative person if you think what do you mean by recovering creative person so you lost your creativity yeah man everybody okay. does okay. every creative person does how do you think all the good songs come yeah out? so <laughs> according to that book everybody is creative every fucking body is creative so you just have to go with that belief that you are creative if you go through a burnout if you have lost your creativity if you are just not feeling it you do this book it gives you a bunch of really good exercises and it's a great book i actually did that recently when i was experiencing some amount of burnout end of last year and uh, and i just went to freaking oroville <laughs> because that's always been a place of rejuvenation for me so even before starting local ferment co in bangalore and when it was in a transition phase from jaipur to bangalore went to oroville to just come back on the rail similarly like this so that is a great book the artist way that it's is by forgot the name okay, okay. shit so, i didn't forgot the name it's a great name we'll add it in the show yeah, I'm, uh, i can't remember singers i can't remember writers okay <laughs> so yeah give footnotes so that is a good book you should definitely read the second brain by tiago forte will come to it a little later great book because i have a shitty memory whereas most people i know they remember freaking everything and i can't remember your last name <laughs> or your first name sometimes so this is a great book which tells ki hey man your brain is not meant to remember anything you you are meant to just be creative again mm. everything what you're supposed to remember you can keep it in a great reliable resource whose sole responsibility is to remind you of those things or give you that information in an extremely dependable manner mm. that is the art of second brain we'll come to it food wise the best book which has ever inspired me and a really good person i look up to is marco pierre white so his book the white heat fabulous fabulous very deep very grinch it tells you that this person has lived a life <laughs> yeah and it you've lived a life great photography beautiful photography that kind of food nobody makes anymore any not even in india not even abroad that's a dying art doing that kind of beautiful making sure you use really low quality i mean the peasant ingredients and make a freaking mission in quality food out of it great book and of course dev and co that is the book which got me into bartending great bar in new york and love it and everybody who's getting into bartending should definitely that should be their first book okay. beautiful book great cock great recipes if you can accurately recreate it you'll kill it all right any podcast that you guys listen to any uh, favorite podcast or uh, shows that you subscribe to uh, do you guys listen to podcast in general do you i used to quite a lot okay uh, until lofeco happened lfc <laughs> happened sorry you used to run your own podcast you used to do that too that was my covid child as i was sitting at home and getting inspired by people like kurush dalal people like chef tizak people like everybody who is just trying to discover their own ingredients and i'm like the most information that i generally get about their local ingredients and that's that's a conversation that we used to have in our culinary college okay what do you guys make what do you mm. guys do with it hey we do this we do that i'm like this needs to be published right this needs to go out to people whether they are from food background or not because every time anybody comes and ask me that what is your food you are from udaipur i'm like it's not just dal bati and it's not just nalli nihari or anything that you find in jaipur there is a section in rajasthan which has like udaipur in it and all and i'm a gen i'm a fraud gen but <laughs> shit okay my family will listen to this but yeah <laughs> we can so. do that no no you can keep and everything that is made in my family is just something to do with corn i don't know why like we should be the indian mexicans here <laughs> but, but it's tasty whatever but you it's make with corn yeah, nobody it. knows about it i'm like right. i need to do an interview with myself only to right. tell people that in the area of south 
Rajasthan this is what is happening right and i thought of coming up with i called all my friends i'm like hey i have this idea and i keep otherwise procrastinating and this time i was like i'll put it out in the world and these people will only come back to me and ask me what is happening with this idea of yours so that's how i pushed myself and that actually happened i procrastinated it but then when they came and asked me i'm like okay fine i really need to work on a script and start something so i figured everything how to come up with an introductory music how to edit this how to publish it and i reached out to all my foodie friends i'm like hey i need your help come for an interview people got freaked out i'm like oh i can't come for an interview is like you know that's not happening but there were a bunch of folks who were like hey no thank you so much for making me a celebrity i'm like literally listening to my <laughs> podcast on my television and like the whole artwork was there very good project i wish i, I want to i think you should yeah, sign a petition to restart that everybody who listens to this <laughs> yeah it'll be on indiegogo soon yeah so yeah why don't you tell the name of the podcast oh sorry i just kept talking about it it's called unlock local very yeah. catchy name i think and yeah it goes region wise where the first episode was about delhi second one was about bengal i was trying to cover each and every state and maybe the concept was like the food changes every 10 kilometers and we all need to know about it absolutely i think it's a it's a interesting concept and it gives a glimpse of the local food and and you bring in people who know their stuff yeah, it's good yeah all right so any podcasts that you akash you wanted to Oh, you listen to? Shout out to Rare Earth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I binged, I binged heard like a bunch of it this week. Shout out to Anish, his stuff. Anish thing is nice. Pretty good. Yeah, I liked his episode on the watches. Love watches. Shout out to... Who else here? Hey, uh, Did you start listening to... Okay, fine. Hi, Ankit, who Today. came to the last uh, Biryani Walk. Like... great energy in his podcast we were talking about it at the brewery yes, with yes. manoj yes so, so why don't you tell us what is this biryani walk with akash like I, like there, there is something a new concept going on where people get to walk with you and they get to binge eat biryani but <laughs> and then <laughs> there is some kind of a educational walk what's happening there prior to the health thing which happened this week and then i got it so is it the end of biryani walk because no, you started your health no 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 oh he'll get a cheat day <laughs> yeah, yeah oh there's a cheat day so he's very yeah, strategically yeah. placing this okay yeah so every day and i don't recommend anybody doing this every day after going back home i either eat a biryani or eat a plate of momos <laughs> are you serious from the past one year wow this is going to be a therapy session <laughs> that's not good guys don't do it yeah it's not healthy so don't do that and but yeah i love biryani right love biryani the beauty i mean the way you make it the story behind each provenance of the different biryanis in the country beautiful man your passion is legit i can see how you're feeling it as you just mean, <laughs> because, uh, are you salivating or yeah really? absolutely he is well, uh, a part of me saying slurry speech <laughs> A part of me saying Akash should run local from it. <laughs> so anyway, but uh, it's oh, cool. Man. Biryani is good. You should like sometimes have it. And basically, the provenance of different biryanis. I just wanted to like spread the love, make people join the hood. Yeah, join the hood. And uh, so, what happens in a typical biryani tell, walk? Huh, yeah, so, tell us that. Yeah, so what happens? And this was pretty pretty free flow last time. You sign up. and uh, just come for biryani and chicken is a tasty vegetable so there's no chicken biryani and of course there is literally nobody can talk about meghnas and manis and all that crap 90% of the actually we put it out there for people to rsvp i thought ki like char panch log aayenge types char panch log register karenge right we got close to 80 85 90 rsvps by some really cool dope people 
would you have to shortlist it to 15 you're yeah. right i'm salivating yeah. but yeah so 15 20 people and uh, yeah the idea was we're not going to tell you where it is going to where we're going to take you but it was legit two amazing unique biryanis and a food tour of the market a meat market which makes the fucking most freshest possible starters for you cuz there's a beef stall which is chopping up beef and you just <laughs> go there and that guy is giving you fresh the stall right outside is making the most freshest fall kebabs and uh, rotis for you bheja fry all that kind of stuff so you're going to get it like the most precious like people say farm to table <laughs> like, oh no this is a big dab i'm going to cry now so this is like the chop to <laughs> like, so chop serve which is also a very good shout out to chop serve they make they have good meats so anyway so good stuff good biryani tour we went on a very good yemeni style biryani place i can disclose the last one i'm not telling the next one but yeah yemeni place called marahab in kalyan nagar beautiful dam avat open cooked biryani which is yemeni style because there's huge winds flowing in yemen you can't cook in open air so you have to make coal and bury it under sand and cook it that's the authentic way so we had a very good yemni style which is the whole shoulder cooked with the rice and the juices of the meat basically going into cooking the rice too comes with a really good shorba star of the day and the freaking oh my, oh my god oh my god oh my god we had ordered like six baklavas we ended up eating 23 no so when we went there were just like 23 pieces of baklava and i'm like i want the whole tray this guy is no ma'am i can't give you i'm like i need it <laughs> Okay you you at it least It is not a negotiation yeah It is not a negotiation, <laughs> not a negotiation. okay so we first and he's ma'am you would not be able to finish 23 I'm like just give it to me there are like bunch of folks mm. I don't know the count I don't remember the count but I'm like just give me at least 12 give me half of it because his half of the day was still remaining it was a sunday I think so we started with taking 12 then and after that i think we ordered six more so he was almost i mean he had almost ran out of it and by the time we left the place one of the person took back home four more That's he eventually right. ran out of it so fabulous yummy style biryani the second place was a really good muslim style very layman workhorse you are lifting rubble to construct a house next door your minimum wage of that day is 200 rupees it's for that kind of stuff right it's for those kind of guys and it's they, they make the best kind of shit so this place called khazana which is literally a khazana because that's one of the only places in bangalore allowed to sell whatever without a signboard outside you can't literally find it there's no board but the google is accurate you can put khazana food paradise you'll find it it's a authentic dum style beef biryani that beef tastes like mutton it's so good and people loved it i think if i let you speak i think we can have a second round of episode just in this round category round 2 <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was it and then we went to a meat market where you had chop serve okay cool i think now we will move Plug to Plug that next one is going to come next month so sign up so the frequency of this is going to be a monthly thing if i get the time from lopeco okay <laughs> okay cool all right mm-hmm. now we move to our segment which is a rapid fire round oh my god okay <laughs> freaking out right now Okay, so are you guys ready for the rapid fire round? Yeah, you wanna do it like in a sequence or one after the other? Like yeah, one after the other. One after the another. So yeah, alternate, yeah. right? Yeah. No, let's say if I ask one question, huh? You'll answer and then she'll answer. Yeah, that's better. Yeah. I don't want to know all. Nobody should know all the questions before that. Right. They change it. Okay, okay. So we'll just try this. So rapid fire is for the namesake. It need not be rapid Woo-hoo, answers. Coffee <laughs> with uh, Manoj. No, we need to have. There, there is better. no hamper coming after the end of this. Okay, so there's. Man, there's already what do you call a great rum cocktail and. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's such a. I need a good alliteration here, like. 
Momos with Manoj, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you guys are very creative with your names. Now, wait for the my next episode. Maybe you can suggest a name, right? Yeah, we'll take royalties. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll start with the lady. Go for it. Okay, Nupur. Oh, wow. What is the weirdest fermented food you have ever tasted? Fermented food. I think radish. Radish. Okay. Fermented radish. Okay. Shrimp paste. Oh freak! That was my answer. Which of me? Oh, kimchi, brother. She hated it the first I time we made kimchi in the office. I'm like, ये मेरा धर्म ब्रश्ट हो गया है. I can't make kimchi anymore. And he, yeah, yeah. we literally sat in the kitchen till 2:30. Where was this? Was at your place? Yeah, this was at Wilson Garden. And my God, I'm like. Just let me go home. I can't handle this thing right now. And this is like very initial stages of me getting into F and B. Okay, but okay. now you give me shrimp paste, I'm like, cool. What is this? Well, that that kimchi came out dope. Really? Just an insight. Experimental. Okay. If you had to eat one dish for the rest of your life, what would it be? Again, is it going to be me only every time? <laughs> no, oh, he can eat biryani. No, actually, no, for I, sure. I, I need to I need to oscillate between the two loves of my life. So momos, I would say. Okay. Cookies. Cookies. Oh, yeah, I think I can just spend my whole day with just cookies. It's seriously like rest giant, of your life. Giant I can, can manage that. Not bad. Okay. I can manage Yahan that. यहाँ पे है stock अभी घर पे cookies. Yeah. See, my favorite cookie again. <laughs> it's not a cookie, but it's like the love of my life is Parleji. I can't live without it. But it's also there is a dearth of people making good cookies in Bangalore. I found like just one brand, but otherwise, please guys. Emphasize Parleji Gold. Parleji Gold. Yes. It's more crispy. Always go to Parleji Gold. Yeah. It reminds me of Virdas, one of the stand-up where he's. Do you guys watch Virdas stand-up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he actually was raving about if you haven't tasted Parleji, you're not an Indian. Ah, Complete, right? Yeah. <laughs> my my cousin, like in Singapore, he's like. Finding it so difficult to find parleji, and he has grown up with it. So whenever he goes from India, he'll be like having. I don't stand. know. I think they'll be now available. Yeah. So cookies, yes, I can live my life with just that, or maybe that's my go-to thing. Okay, cool. Is there any embarrassing moments of building the company? Anything which was like really embarrassing? When you look back, like really, did I do that? Anything that comes to mind? ंगलीपन I yeah, honestly don't have anything as like huh, maybe like one of the days when I would have cried. <laughs> Why would I cry? But that's not embarrassing anyway. I don't okay. have an answer for it. No, Nothing that you can recollect it maybe at this point. Yeah, okay, what is a hidden talent that very few people know about you? Should we answer for each other or what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or you can each other or you yeah. can for yourself. Oh, you're oh, gonna I, sing now? Okay. No, cool. no, no. I'm not gonna <laughs> sing. But I think uh, are we answering for each yeah. other? You could, yeah, if that helps. I think for Akash, he's a hard ass to be around. Like you know, it's very painful. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I think nobody knows this, or maybe they will take some time. But he's very open to change. So that's one talent that he has. Okay, so it doesn't appear like he will change. Yeah, because okay, he's uh, such a hard, such a hard ass about every single thing. That no, you have to do this. No, you have to do that. You have to do it in this manner. But okay, yeah. interesting. Okay, what about you, Akash? Anything uh, about Nupur? She doesn't give up. 
she is very determined that's a very that's a very good thing and also her love for music her love for music and people generally think ki what you call she's a close person but if you really get to know her not a lot lot to know okay <laughs> what is the best compliment you ever received and this is life in general it need not be about entrepreneurship or business but what was the best compliment you ever received uh, i think uh, for me it will be uh, from my family the support that i got for doing whatever i am doing right now that because when i was trying to make a switch everybody was against it and uh, nobody wanted me to leave the tech job and when they saw some potential in whatever i am doing the kind of work that i am doing maybe it's good again like my extended family is not ready to believe in it but still my mom my sister when they put the belief in me and when they vocalize it is the best compliment i would say i have received so awesome okay little emotional but yeah <laughs> what about you avash i would say i mean this one compliments that comes that's nice but this one compliment i really would remember is this one person who had given job or some skill to and he's you i was not into it but he pushed me to get this skill and because of this today i am able to feed my family and that's and that was a very good one yeah okay what skill like you want to spe- specify oh he was into design okay, okay yeah but yeah. he's now into design he was not into design that is what it is wonderful yeah. now he's killing it that time he hated doing design at a point like to the point like no you do it and now he's heading design for fox entertainment wow. i was like what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> so good good he stuck to it because he's just there with us for like almost a year but that stuck with him and post which he joined microsoft post which he joined apple post which now he's running head of design for one of a very core departments of fox entertainment that's a great story okay what's the best advice you have ever received it could be life it could be fitness it could be anything what's the best advice you received this would be from my first boss my mentor who i really look up to and this very i mean today i would say ki there's like thousand people who have come and gone through life and there's always this thing and like people come they need to just make a small scratch in your life and then they leave most of them but yeah so shout out to praveen sir if you're listening someday yeah for well, first boss he always said like you're working with people or you're doing whatever you'll do something you have to do something and if that thing goes great if that thing goes great even if anybody even if tumne kisne phook bhi diya na or even if you just touched it somebody else give the highest accolade to that person don't take it upon yourself give the highest accolade to that person if the thing went south and that it just went south and hit the fan if that activity like failed as fuck no matter what was anybody's else if you were even remotely involved take the whole onus upon yourself that humiliates you and grounds you for life is what i've realized in over 5 and a half 6 years of receiving that advice yeah that seems not a easy thing to do right let's say yeah. when you put your heart into something and yeah. if yeah you give credit to someone else it feels yeah, like it's not done right so how do you internalize yeah, that i think like, of the of of past 2 3 years or just i think it was post the chef social era is when i've realized ki what do you call you if you are in any leadership role or anything or wherever or even if you're just a working professional or anything your fundamental duty is to make others succeed your thing will work out somehow when you put the whole energy or universe into making somebody else succeed you will it will come back it will come back 
and uh, if somebody else succeeds you succeed that's all it is and thereby it becomes very easy to just give away whatever give away accolades just push them to do better absolutely okay cool <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's pretty much it. i don't have anything uh, any such advice but i think i the only thing that i would add, want to add to this was i second that because the same advice was given to me also by him and by i like by akash only because he learned it from oh, his okay, mentor okay. I, i thought the same boss it, knew you like passed it on to me <laughs> no so when i started implementing or at least tried to do that i felt that for that you need to have a deep sense of security of what you are doing right <laughs> like otherwise right, if right. you are not content with your work you will not be able to give that credit to someone else easily, only yeah. easily mm-hmm. only when you have the security that hey i am doing something i am making a difference is when you would be able to do part away yeah yeah i mean like not really just associate with your work but maybe associate with somebody else's work also that's my that's a very interesting contemplation you made on that point actually yeah so when you know that you have that in abundance then you wouldn't have that tendency to hold back you might as well yeah man in the process what you were trying to figure out you perhaps figured out a better way to do it because mm. somebody else did it in your presence in your guidance in your tutelage yeah. or perhaps you were getting it from that guy mm. girl whatever when you think of uh, entrepreneurship are there any faces or people that come to mind one or two i started with blasphemy i think two three people come to my mind one is for sure my cousin because that was my first introduction to entrepreneurship okay. he was one of the first engineer engineer in our family and who literally made everyone else's life miserable because you <laughs> have to be an engineer and this and that raise the benchmark yeah exactly yeah. because he went to iit mumbai he did spgen and basically he was just going to all the best colleges that were there and he did get a good job also but and that's this was back in 2012 right so that was ecom was at its peak mm. and he started doing something in ecom again nobody had thought about it and he was i think one of the first movers into this industry and i still look up to him and like he left that job he was married he had a kid and he had lost his father so his mother's responsibility was also upon him so he started involving everyone in his family to figure to sell some product that he was making that time he tried it for good 3 years and he had to leave it because he had a lot of responsibilities but then again even today if i speak with him i feel that he always gives me some inputs or feedbacks that i can still incorporate in whatever i am trying to do so that was one of the first things second i think it will be richard branson where very so okay i am i am an outlaw i don't go by conventions even when it comes to doing something quirky with respect to design marketing product i'm like i don't want to do this maybe something else because this the entire world is doing why should i also be doing this that's the kind of thought process that i come from and in that aspect i relate quite a lot with richard branson when he was like he himself was coming up with random marketing ideas right. and he eventually also made a mark in his own way so Absolutely. he did never went by conventional methods of doing something so that and i think akash again not going to give him an ego <laughs> massage right now but yeah like i really respect the journey that he has gone on akash for you 
I would say a really good entrepreneur would be Mark Cuban. Shout out to Shark. Thank you. Hey, how many shout outs are you given already? I'm going to delete every shout out that is given. Stop that. Shout out. Too much plugging. Too much plugging of shouting. That's okay. They will give me royalties. I'll make slightly more money. Monies. Mula. Great guy. I mean, approachability is very in the world. And uh, yeah, he's still approachable. He just he told me. Uh, sorry, not told. <laughs> wow, <laughs> man, wow. <laughs> you have some interesting connections. Okay. He told once, okay, like on some show. Ki, what do you call? It's only on Shark Tank that I wear a suit and the pant ever in his life. If you see him anywhere outside, he'll walk in his freaking shorts and t-shirts, and he's extremely approachable. Anyone who wants to talk to him, anybody who wants to get advice from him, he's there. And I think that is a very fundamental skill you need to have as an entrepreneur. Very important. That is good. You need to. be a very approachable and he's such a happy vibe face person to be like when you listen to him that dude then off late i've been and yeah person who has put in that kid of entrepreneurship in me would be again praveen wickliff i mean my first boss because i saw him struggle i really saw him struggle but he made it happen i never knew until i left the company what all he had to do but even and sorry that is let me rephrase that i saw the struggles because i was second after him and i saw the struggles but i was super young i was just like just came out of college but i saw the struggles he put and he made it work he wore his cufflinks he dressed up nicely he was bro- he he was going under financial things but he made it happen every day he came with a face motivated a steven got shit done i mean that is what in great entrepreneur david heinemar hansen ruby on rails the inventor of ruby on rails great entrepreneur you should read his blog i don't know if he writes anymore but signal versus noise was his blog learned a shit ton of stuff from there and of course i've learned how to not be a mom and pop kind of business and learned how to scale everything up because of nupur so of course that warms things up Some interesting different kind of entrepreneurship. Yeah. Okay, interesting names. Okay, what's your way to unwind after a long day? Seal, no. Like when you have a really tough day. So, what's your ideal unwind? I think I have multiple ways. Okay, I would rather ju- it just being a day. I would say a week. But on a daily basis, I used to be or still am. I think a lot into fitness. I have definitely what I used to do. I'm not doing that comparatively. right now but i was pretty fat before like i was almost almost 100 so <laughs> i before i started doing any of this i got into the fitness journey i lost all that weight because for the, for me to do anything because i wanted to go on treks i wanted to do swimming anything under the sun right i needed to be more fit and i just embarked upon that journey where fuck it i can't handle this anymore i need to get fitter i need to get into that black dress this that right i did that for a good one year and then it just became my habit right i have to eat this kind of food i'm not really compromising on any kind of flavors or anything like that i just know how to maneuver my lifestyle as per that so i can eat good food i can work out and it just feels nice that is one of the ways in the morning that's how i start my day love it it just i otherwise if i go to the work without working out no i have a very grumpy face otherwise so <laughs> that's something that i'm going to accept here but yeah that's something that i love the other thing is i like listening to music quite a lot so that kind of calms me down if let's say if i had a difficult day so I have a good playlist to listen to that 
and then i think that is again something that i'm learning i have started learning drumming oh and, really okay uh, yeah and that was my dream for i think last good 10 years that hey i need to start learning this and uh, so yeah this last year i started this maybe when i make more money i'll be able to buy a drum kit of my own and uh, reach a level where so like initially when you start learning something it's a headache it feels like a it feels like another work yeah. so i want to reach that level where it's a comfort for me instead of it's something which will unwind me right so want to reach that level so yeah that's how i unwind and maybe with some beer yeah i see some nice candles also here like you have a like a oh yeah got to be bougie <laughs> got to be bougie i think another thing that i quite loved doing as a project was to set up my house that time i just got obsessed with figuring things out how to make your house look pretty so that time it was that and i think i have a good sense of design and just how to make things look pretty i think i understand that pretty well that's wonderful me. okay that's good huh so like a chai biscuit so like a chai biscuit so what about you do you have do you unwind apart from eating biryanis what are the way do you that unwind not <laughs> depressing no man off late this previous life didn't used to unwind have learned that from people it's very important having a good work life balance <laughs> so hard for me to get that but yeah i'm so off late i've been going back home and listening to music that is what i've been doing so both of you actually mentioned music so are there any interesting artists or specific tracks that you guys listen to or any what kind of music do you like to listen to No. Very good question. It has changed, okay? It has not changed. It's just that evolved. I, it has <laughs> evolved, but that doesn't mean that I don't love that music anymore. My love for music started, I think, when we had the cassette players at home, and parents used to just keep like Hindi cassettes right, right, at home. Right. So, luckily, unluckily, like I still had. Uh, my dad had bought four cassettes, and. Uh, on four cassettes of english artists and i only remember phil collins right now so that's the only thing that's what that was my introduction to music overall but today if you ask me any old hindi song i would know but then like in college i got introduced to metal loved it i think my favorite artist would be Ozzy Osbourne amazing guy you should look at his history he used to literally work in a band where they would keep pig heads on their heads and they would throw into the masses that's how wild it used to be and his music is top notch amazing even i think 2 days ago grammys happened and he won something for it so great then i developed a taste for rock and i think in last 3 4 years I started loving alt rock quite a lot. That was way before everybody knew about Tame Impala so that happened. But you should also listen to a lot of cover artists. Pomplamos is one of them. Then I quite listen to a lot of NPR concerts, Tiny Desk Rooms. They keep playing around with music all the time. So again that Coke Studio and this cafe basement just listen to all of them it's like a great unwinding session for you some great recommendations some names which i have no idea i think i'll have to look up but thank you yeah, and also <laughs> i used to judge rap quite a lot okay but man i think i have met oh. some two three people in last one year who have told me rap is good <laughs> listen to it just listen to it and 
it's just about how the way i i mean the way they tell stories yeah in an amazing amazing way and uh, everybody should start listening to rap please do i have a new found liking towards indian rap and there's a lot of oh. uh, yeah regional raps in look at south india there are some interesting in kerala in rajasthan too in, yeah. yeah oh okay oh, yeah. is it rap or is just like folk music nahi rap type hai main batata hu main mujhe yaad nahi okay because i've heard in the in in tamil and in malayalam there are some interesting emerging rap artists but of course hindi has really evolved Yeah, then, yeah, even some... like a lot of artists from Mumbai, if I'm correct. Yeah, sure. This band from Mumbasar area. Okay. They rap quite a lot. I'll find it. It's yeah. okay. Okay. What's your music like? So, what my love for music was anywhere. I mean, actually, in, if I really look at it, I watch a lot of TV shows. A shit ton of TV shows. That's what I've been doing since college days. School days. College days? I don't know. Suits, Sons of Anarchy, a lot of other really good. TV shows and they have good music, so I used to always Shazam and be like, "Oh, this is a good song." That's how I used to listen to music, and yeah, that is what it is. Is your process still the same? You you kind of uh, listen to meaning you watch interesting TV series and I then pull the music. Yeah, I, I always. I mean, if music is not my, I mean, I love music, but my first that would be TV shows and oh. movies. That is where it comes from. And people send. I mean, Nupur keeps. <laughs> what do you call? As you can see, her passion. She is about that. So she keeps introducing me to new music. She has artists, this and that, and keeps telling me, "Oh, this new band, that new band." So that's where I discover some music. Otherwise, yeah, a lot of other friends keep sending some stuff. That's how I discover music. Otherwise, it's just coming from TV shows. <laughs> and when I go to parties and stuff, oh, ये गाना अच्छा है. That type of song. But yeah, I'm that person who can't remember artist names. But I said a few in the. Morning, but one second. I love John Mayer's music because he's also an avid watch collector. Love watches, and his songs are beautiful. That is nice. That is good. Johnny Cash is cool. That guy is good. REM is nice. Then Lord, that song I used to listen to quite a lot. Yeah, at this point. Uh... Akash is scanning through his phone. <laughs> <laughs> Simon and Garfunkel used to, a really good song. I used to listen to this. That's an artist. Shites. <laughs> Whoever. It's like the sound of silence. I used to listen that so much on loop. And uh, yeah, man. But as a passing thought, you just mentioned about your love for watches. Yeah, There seems to be an obsession with that. Could yeah, you just man. tell a little about what is your love and I'm obsession with biryanis these days? <laughs> I noticed that you were having two watches in the office. The right next to you so what is this obsession with watches and when did this start good question so i can talk about watches cuz i don't know shit about music <laughs> so anyway so i would say my dad used to drop me to school every single day back in nagpur and i used to sit on the tanki the front part of the rajdoot where how he used to drive me every single day he had a casio a very vintage kind of casio watch which he used to wear every single goddamn day for almost years and years on end one day he had a small accident that watch broke that like, kind of so you you were with him when the accident happened or yeah yeah okay i think i was vague memory but yeah that watch broke he was very depressed i somehow found that watch years later somehow online because it was not in production anymore got it bought it because i could afford 1500 rupee watch at the time oh by the way that that's a very good watch it was i think the a100 a derivative of it so casio a100 so i got it gave it to him the happiness he had on his face i was like oh okay makes sense that is the love for watches and it was i think the love for design and minimalism is what got me into buying a really cool watch 
from this brand called The Fifth in I think Australia. They make it in Australia. That time, this company used to only they used to make watches, but they used to only sell this watch on the fifth of every month. Oh, okay. so very cool. That's why it's called the fifth. Very minimalistic, very clean. That was my design ethos before. Still is to a major part. Got that watch, loved it. And I'm like, oh, okay. I think I'm into watches. Then I came to realize, okay, okay, fine. Being so digital every day, being so tech forward. you need something to ground you like every day and the love for fascination for mechanical watches started you know the thing which you have to wind every day before going back to bed so that it works the next goddamn day hmt was a pioneer in it and and yeah i just hmt was shutting down about 4 years ago and i was like what the fuck is this hmt <laughs> and i looked it up and they are a icon in indian watch industry they were making a great watch for sub 1000 bucks mechanical from like from like more than 20 30 years and back in the day at least i'll just tell the two story of two small of their models one is called the pilot and one is uh, i'll just actually tell kanchan kanchan is the watch if you are getting married the groom's father has to go to the notary to like hey listen my daughter is getting married I need to get a document. You sign it. Only then you can get a kanchan. <laughs> really? You get that kanchan. <laughs> give it to the, give it to the girl's parents, and then okay, you know the boy has respected you. That used to be the story back then. HMT kanchan. Then there was HMT pilot. HMT pilot used to be given when your son passes the 10th standard or 12th standard. So oh, is that is this how that you have that watch HMT yeah, pilot? Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, my dad didn't give me that. I bought <laughs> no. So this was the tradition. Yeah, and I was like, oh, these stories really vibe with me. They fascinate me quite a lot. And I bought the HMT watch. It was just thousand bucks at the time. Now HMT they shut after that, and I think they've started again. But yeah, man, mechanical watches is like one element of that a living non-living thing on your hand. It really beats. You can hold it close to your ear. every watch beats differently you hear its heartbeat and you're like oh okay and john mayer said right when you are alone in a hotel room after a crazy gig after a crazy day or whatever all you have with yourself is a man and his watch and you bond over it and that is what i feel most of the days i just look at my seco 5 which is again a very uh, you don't get that anymore and i'm like oh okay this was this is a good watch <laughs> and that is what it is and uh, off and i used to collect quite a bit Two years back, and yeah. you'll hate the first ten watches you buy. They'll be <laughs> shit. For example, now if I look back at that fifth watch, which I just mentioned, I'm like, shit, I bought a quartz watch. And no, but by the way, lately there is a trend wherein this Casio certain one particular yeah, model is in vogue actually. A seven hundred. I think so. Silver yeah, one? yeah, silver one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. So, so some of the one sixty a one sixty eight. No. The A seven hundred, which I got, that has become in vogue right now. Yeah, it's quite vogue. Some of the models. The thinnest one, the thinnest Casio watch ever produced, the one which I got, and then Sagrika got that day when it got delivered. So that is the that has become in vogue right now, and that's the reason I got it recently <laughs> because it's going up and it's gonna go out of radar. So you won't be able to get it, and it's just fucking. When it was launched, it was thousand five hundred rupees, but right now on the website is three thousand five hundred rupees. Wow. Look, so it's gonna go up. HMT watches now, the rare ones. People will pay thirty, sixty thousand. When it was launched, it was two, three thousand. Seiko Five, the mechanical j- beauty. They don't make Seiko Five anymore. At least the way they used to before, because it's not the way it was made. It's not made in Japan anymore. 
those used to be like around five six thousand bucks when I got it. Now it's like more than seventy eighty bucks. So they appreciate over time, and that's yeah, what yeah. makes it more rarer. And I just like collecting rare. So uh, <laughs> on this earth, it's becoming rare, rare earth. Rare. Good plug it. Had to do that, right? Yeah. So I will. I, I will. So in the next watch post I do on my Instagram, I'll hashtag rare earth it. Oh, that'll be cool. That'll be cool. Yeah. So love for watches, man. That's okay. Really I have two more questions, and then we will wrap this round. So this was question. It, it need not be like a rapid answer, but none of this was rapid. I think. Yeah, yeah. This was quite detailed, though. Yeah. <laughs> we have to change the category heading. She has to book a gym now. <laughs> that's sorry. That's my alarm to book classes. Okay. What's your favorite story about your grandparents? Ooh, interesting question. Do you, do you have your grandparents still? Are they there? No, no. Okay, no. Okay. So I don't have my grandparents anymore. But I think so. It's quite funny. Okay, we used to play a lot of card games when we were kids, and we used to play it with our. grandparents and my grand my my grandfather was my favorite so they were it's a very playful family when it comes to cards like my entire family and my favorite story about them was they were always making sure that they fall into the same team and they had sign languages for each move Wow. <laughs> okay. And we were never told anything about that language. There's no book. It's completely book. foreign to you, yeah. It's completely foreign to us and literally we all knew that these people are making. So it was upon us to figure out okay, this could be this You're this, this sign. It, yeah. We had to decode it. This kind this sign could be meaning this. So they were always in the same team. They had a sign language. and it was a daily ritual for us to play cards so we are not playing any anything bad right now but okay fine so i think the coordination that was there between them right as a partner was my favorite story about them Very oh like yeah. after 50 years also you guys know okay this guy is going to make this move <laughs> tell him accordingly they could read each other read each other no no they would touch their let's say cheeks or this left subtle, side cheek yeah. just very subtly like <laughs> just normal gestures i think that would be my favorite thing. very sweet yeah. okay akash your your you have your grandparents uh, no unfortunately i didn't have the honest to See my grandfather. Okay. My mm. grandmother. I was very sparingly around with. I was, I think, around five, six when she passed away too. But I always remember just sleeping, being there, and just keeping the family tight together. That's all I remember. I don't remember much. But yeah, that is pretty much it. Wow. Okay. Interesting. Last question. What defines success for you? What is your definition of success? So when you think of success, what comes to your mind? never ending yeah i think when i was a kid again the first time i got my bank account it was hdfc and they had asked me to write a statement which is going to identify you as nupur and i and i have still written it there i don't know where it came from but and it is i think today if i look at it it is very stupid and unwise of me to write that but what i had written was one should never be content but like in hindsight if i look at it I'll never be happy if I keep telling myself that whatever you're doing you should never be content with it. So that was just the child Nupur telling this to herself, but I think you need to give yourself some credit for whatever you are doing and that's what success is, but I also feel that success is never ending. Today you achieve this milestone, tomorrow you'll achieve something else. So it's very subjective. 
So for you, it's like a journey, or it's like always ongoing. Always ongoing. Oh. Yeah, yeah, always ongoing. Okay, Akash, for you, uh, when I say success or successful, what comes to your mind? What's your definition? For me, success is success of the people around me. That's mm. I, but that's the first thing which comes in mind. And that's just it. Never just leave it at that. Then that's it. That is success. That's success of people around me. That's it. success of people around you wonderful okay you guys gave some interesting answers to this round i'm going to change this round's name from rapid fire actually because to it like is deep fire <laughs> <laughs> deep fire yeah okay. so i'm going to say at the core of earth at <laughs> the core of earth oh so this is the, i'm going to actually say that line right now and i'm going to add it there okay guys you're ready for the deep what what is that round you said deep fire deep fire deep earth deep earth deep rap fire at rare earth <laughs> at the core of rare earth <laughs> that's too much of a line oh. deep fire deep fire round we'll make it deep fire round no? rare fire rare deep fire ho gaya na bahut deep baat kar li acha theek hai rare fire rare fire it reminds me something else okay so that was fun guys thank you for an amazing insightful conversation i think you each one of you had your own perspective and unique angles and insights and i really thoroughly enjoyed this conversation there are a lot of things that i did not understand when it came to food and drinks but i'll just <laughs> do my research and uh, really appreciate that you both took time it's late evening i know after a long day so thank you for spending that time any final thoughts where can people find more about lfc and uh, what are the next interesting things in the pipeline that people can look forward to you can share thank you so much manoj for having us i think this was one of the first opportunities given to us where both of us were called upon and freaking out since morning <laughs> since morning no, you guys I, the moment i woke up fuck today is the podcast day <laughs> I blocked it a month ago, but I think you have given us uh, some confidence. Every time it was just some article getting published about local for men, go people behind us, but coming out and speaking live about things that we have been doing or we believe in, and I think it was uh, again not scripted. I feel so that was good. Thanks for giving us the platform for it. I hope rare earth uh, goes to sky heights and like. reaches good levels and but about local for manco i think i think we are doing something good here we hope to have our support in future as well they can all find us on their nearby liquor stores they can find us on big baskets we can insta mart restaurants and your near by restaurants and cafe hope to be available at any given store that you are going to walk into that's the aim that's awesome us. awesome okay akash your final thoughts any ask from the audience and what could they look forward to apart from biryani walks no man that was a great what they call summary you know gave and yeah we were this has given us great confidence thank you for this opportunity i hope rare earth isn't rare <laughs> i hope it becomes very well known and uh, yeah i mean it's given us great confidence and perhaps we'll start our series of <laughs> what they call on a vertical podcast and yeah we're talking about it in the morning so Let's see. Hopefully that happens. And yeah, it's great. You can literally find local ferment co doing crazy shit on Instagram, and just look forward to us killing it. All right. Who is want to share your Insta handle or? Uh... It's called local ferment co. L O C A L F E R M E N T C O. Dot in. That's the website. <laughs> yeah, and I think All this right. is the same as the handle also Instagram handle, and we are also there on Twitter. 
wonderful yeah. okay in the show notes we'll make sure that we'll add all the links and uh, we'll ensure that we tag you guys to your respective handles so that people can check out what you do and always cool stuff so i'd recommend listeners to definitely check out their website they're always innovating and they're putting some cool activities always going on so please check them out and with that let's wrap this wonderful conversation thank you guys thank you thank you <laughs> I hope you enjoyed the episode. Don't forget to check my website www.rareerth.com for show notes on the episode. If you want to stay up to date on all things rare earth, be sure to sign up for my weekly newsletter. Just head to my website, key in your email address and you'll start receiving exclusive contents, updates and much much more on a weekly basis. Thank you again for listening and until next time, stay curious and keep discovering the rare and the remarkable on the rare earth podcast.